0: Hello, and welcome back to the Mind Speaks podcast, where, if we never speak our minds, we will never know what it is to have a voice that is heard. I am Robert D. Ferguson, and I would like to speak my mind today. Today's podcast is the conclusion on the story of Bobby and the Bullies. Stay tuned for future podcasts on social and cultural issues that concern how we speak, think, and live. Welcome to our final chapter of the story, Bobby and his Bullies, Segment 5. Letting go isn't easy. We find Bobby is now an older adult. a small group of adults who are present to hear him speak on the subject of grief and the loss of his mother 10 years earlier. With a crumbled old letter in his hand, he speaks to his peers. I would like to thank you for inviting me here today to share my grief with you in this letter. It was 10 years ago when my mother passed, but today I moan her publicly for the first time since her passing. I wrote this letter to her while I sat in a tent, homeless, at a cat ground just months after her death. I was trying to kill myself with over-the-counter drugs. My state of mind was fogged as raging storms outside and inside of me. The weather outside was terrible and threatening, but the storm inside me was dire and deadly. I wanted to die. Then the storm broke and something in me broke as well. It is hard letting go of all the hurt you have bottled up in you and the guilt I have kept within me all these years. When that storm ended, I wrote this letter to her. It is not easy letting go a loved one to let you go and rest in peace. It was not easy for me, for you see, she left before I could enjoy the closeness we had so stubbornly earned in our later years as mother and adult son. Oh, it was not easy reliving the hurt and the wrong I felt. She had done me as a youth. I was not an easy child to raise, you see. I had my difficulties. And she had sacrificed much to raise me. In my brothers as a single parent. After 14 years of marriage. I know this now. It wasn't until much later in my adult life. that I come to understand what those sacrifices were for you, Mother. You came to understand my pain and the hurt I felt about my childhood and how the bullies in my life impacted that childhood and my adult life. As adults, we came closer to each other, forgiving our hearts and feelings toward each other. You realize that you may not have done the right things for me in the way You raised me but I came to understand your difficulties later in the raising of a child with so many problems you too had your dreams I learned your aspirations your goals in life I learned that you wanted to become a a veterinarian and before you met my father you were enrolled in a university to do just that then your mother died suddenly and your own life was tossed upside down. You married my father during your grief over my grandmother's death. You quit college to raise a family. You gave up your horses and memories as a blue ribbon winning equestrian as a young girl and teen. Then I was born premature, a twin, the sickly of the two I spent most of my first years in and out of the hospital for serious surgeries, one thing or another. By the time I started my schooling, I had a rather large chip on my shoulders and a poor outlook on life. Though I was physically impaired, and the doctors told you that I was only that I was also excuse me, I was also mentally handicapped, and it would be best that I was institutionalized. That's the right thing for you and me as an infant and everyone else. This was in 1951. Mother, you refused to give me up. I didn't know this until many years later. Despite my views on life and how I saw how you treated me, Mother, you never gave up on me. I am sure you were tempted many times in my childhood and in my teens, though I have many times given up on myself, trying to kill myself for the first time when I was 15 years old and failed, in the many times as an adult. You never knew about that first time. I never told you until later in my adult life. Now it seems it is too late to mend the few divides left between us, those yet to overcome. But I know that you are at rest. We have made our peace between us. You saw that I finished high school and saw me go through many years of depression and suicide attempts, in and out of jail for minor offenses. Yet you stood by me, though I may not have felt it at the time, and... When my life was turning around, and I was finally growing up, you were there to make it very clear that I was finally maturing, and your respect for me was growing. You saw me through a bad marriage, and when I asked you why you let me get married, when you knew it was a mistake for me, you clearly stated, You had to learn your mistake, for it matured you. Anyways, if I tried to convince you it was a mistake, you would have done it anyways. You allowed me to make my mistakes in life, and you had hope and faith that I would learn from them. Oh, I wish it was true for all of my mistakes, but you were there for me when I needed you, even if it was long distance in those later years. Letting go isn't easy. It's time I let go a loved one. Isn't that what love is all about? I wrote this letter. Packed up my tent and belongings in my car. Letting the go the past once and for all. When my mother passed, it was a... During a difficult period in my life again, after one failed marriage, I was entering into another relationship that was troubling and coming to an angry end. I called the marriage plans off. Then I got the news Mother was dying, 62 years old and on life support, after a long illness with a weak heart. Mother had kept the lifelong long secret that she had a heart murmur due to a childhood illness. When she died, her oldest brother pointed out all the blame was on me. She lost her will to live because of all the problems in my life since my birth right up to her death. He walked away as I was stunned and in shock to hear his condemnation. So I moaned silently my mother, passing in guilt for many years. I did finally realize this was the family member who my mother claimed to me as a young boy many times who had tried to convince her to give me up when born. She never said who it was. I didn't cry the first time she breathed her last nor that final hour when we all said our goodbyes that late winter. When the earth thawed and my brothers gave her body to the ground, I was told where, I was, excuse me, I was not told where and when, sadly. Even if I had known, I feared to lose her again. For many years, I knew not where she was buried, and my relationship with my brothers were less than perfect before her passing, and then, as it is still now. For I fear they also blamed me. Now so much has passed in my life. Where my mother's dreams have failed, I try to make mine come real. Since her passing, I have returned to furthering my education Where in high school, I had less than average grades, the worst attendance ever. I hated public school after 15 years in it. At 47, I had earned a college degree with a 3.5 GPA, was inducted into the College Honor Society, Phi Beta Kappa, made the National Dean's List, and had near-perfect attendance. I have written more than 60 poems and published most of them, a few earning some notice and awards. My earlier poems were published, my mother was still alive, and she was very proud of me. And though many years of therapy, I have come to understand my relationship with my childhood bullies and those adult bullies in my life. Oh, not everything is perfect, though they are better. I still dream of being a great dancer, though I have two left feet. I still dream of becoming a great actor. Well, let's leave it at that. I do now work behind the scenes in local theater, and up in the front of the house as well. Yes, and I still write, though somewhat frustrated and having so many unfinished plays, manuscripts, and rejections, I am not that child anymore who ran from the bullies, fearing the nicknames, the shoving and teasing and being called a retard, and crooked mouth. Though today I understand the impact of what bullying has done to my emotional makeup, and how it does for many others in our schools and society today. I have come to hate the bullying, not the bullies, for they too suffer as much as the same impact their bullying has on their victims. There are many days when I still need my mother to stand by me, letting me to fail or succeed. I know she is looking down from heaven with that stern look of hers, and she says, It's okay, son, to mourn your mother. Now get on with your life and show me that you can fulfill those dreams of yours. I am sorry I ever told you to get your head out of the clouds and stop dreaming. Just remember, I'm in your corner and always will be. For up here in heaven, I have someone helping me carry your burdens. So don't look back, forget the past, and look ahead, son. For that is where you will find your peace. Letting go isn't easy, son. It never is. But growing up is not what life taught you. I will always be here for you. My father passed a few years before mother passed. I miss him too. Though he wasn't the father I would have liked, but I loved him anyways. He did do right by his second family. Today I am letting go a loved one so that I I may live. Well, maybe just once in my life I need to get my head out of the clouds. Letting go isn't easy. It never is. But one must try and strive to make a better future for themselves. Mother, I understand now and love you for never letting me go. Thank you for listening to Bobby and the Bullies. I am Robert G. Ferguson, and this is and was my story. At nearly 69 now, I still struggle and still have my dreams, and yes, my head is still in the clouds. I have survived three heart attacks in later years, the second being open-heart surgery with five bypasses. I am diabetic and deal with depression, anxiety, and emotional issues that have been the results of the impact of my bullying in my life. It has been 27 years since I last tried to kill myself, just months after my mother's death. I have lost a brother since and still struggle to find some common, common ground with my twin after many decades of being estranged between us. What may have happened in our youth, on my part, is forgiven as I understand why my siblings often didn't encourage and support me emotionally during my childhood and adult life. Unfortunately, the elder brother of my mother, my uncle, now in his 90s, if he is still with us, the last time I saw him at my brother's funeral, he was still bitter towards me. I can only ask God to heal his heart, and I shall leave it at that. In closing, I would encourage you to read an early podcast on Anchor, my first inaugural podcast, where I address the impact of bullying on its victims. It is the prequel, I suppose, to this story. I encourage all who listen to this podcast Bobby and the Bullies, to share the story with others, for it has a message that needs telling in today's troubling times when bullying is reaching an academic level and its victims are dying. This is a story for both the victims and the bullies. It is a story of encouragement. It is a story of hurt. It is a story of loss Story of frustration, but most of all, it is a story of hope. The kind of hope we all need in life to move on. Yes, letting go isn't easy, but sometimes we have to let go of our past and let the scars heal. So that we can be a better person. So that we can send a message to those who are impacted by bullying in this society. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And may God bless.